0: The following is a presentation of Team Glory Sports.
1: University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers,
0: Dave Cohen.
1: Well, coming off a of last Thursday night's win, a season opening win over the Rams of Rhode Island, Georgia State football entering week two with a showdown against the Huskies of the University of Connecticut here tonight at Center Park Stadium. The Panthers held on to beat the Rams last Saturday, 42-35 behind a career-high 184 rushing yards from Marcus Carroll. He also scored three touchdowns, while quarterback Darren Granger passed for 193 yards and two touchdowns, one to Robert Lewis and one to Talik Williams. The big play on defense, of course, came from newcomer Gavin Pringle who had a pick six in the third quarter. And UConn arrives in Atlanta, coached by Jim Mora 0-1 following their season-opening loss to NC State in stores, Connecticut last weekend, 24-14. Hi again, Panther fans, Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker, Georgia State Radio Network microphones coming to you from Center Park Stadium in downtown Atlanta. Once again, a great night weather-wise for college football here at Center Park Stadium at Harper for Georgia State. After that win, a, a well-fought-for win last Thursday night against Rhode Island, Georgia State looking for an opportunity to start out 2-0 and on
2: the year. Yeah, well, they had to come from behind, Dave. That's the interesting thing is that there was a point in the ball game where I wasn't sure whether the Panthers were going to fold and just show what some have done in the past or if they were going to rise to the occasion, and they obviously did. They had a great third and fourth quarter. They were able to hold down uh, Rhode Island and and prevent them from scoring late in the ballgame. So a lot of confidence coming in the game tonight.
1: Got off to a great start. They were up 14-0. Georgia State was. Darren Granger connected, completed his first 14 passes that he ended up throwing. Of course, Rhode Island ends up coming back, makes it 14-7. Georgia State makes it 21-7. Then it's 21-14. Then it's tied at 21 early in the third quarter. All of a sudden, they jump out. Uh, behind their quarterback, Kasim Hill, who torched our secondary for over uh, 400 uh, passing yards. And they actually went up 28-21 at one point.
2: Yeah, it was pretty scary there for a little while, wondering what was going to happen. But the offense, you mentioned Darren Granger. Obviously, Marcus Carroll with his rushing 184 yards on 23 carries. We were able to put some things together. But most impressively for me was the offensive line. And then the ability, ability, and you talked to uh, Avery Reese earlier in the week, and just the confidence that those guys have. Yeah, we got behind. Some things happened, but we turned it around and... Obviously, the win, uh, for, from an offensive perspective, it was a great win last week.
1: On one side, Georgia State, when they handed us the final stat sheet last Thursday night, 424 total yards on offense. I guess the one concern was right here. Defense allowed 520 total yards by Rhode Island. Some teams, you can get away with that and still come away with a win like we did last Thursday night. There are other teams, and maybe Connecticut is one, where that's not going to be the case.
2: Yeah, they... They only had a couple hundred yards themselves last week, and if you give them four, or five hundred, that means they're scoring sixty points. So, it ha- it was addressed right there from the very uh, end of the ball game when we got a chance to talk to Coach Sean Elliott. You could hear him saying, "Hey, we got to clean some things up." It wasn't a perfect ball game. We're glad we're one. A lot of hard work went into the off season. It's finally good to get one. Now it's time to correct some mistakes and get better where you need to. And obviously, the defensive. Uh, amount of yards and the points that they gave up last week that needs to be uh that needs to be tightened up a little bit absolutely a
1: concern in the secondary gavin Pringle one of the newcomers the kid from uh Bucknell came up with a big play, maybe the biggest play on defense with a pick six. Cody Jones also had an interception as well down uh, outside our window here in the left corner of the end zone. Two big plays, two, two really needed, when you look back at it, takeaways by the Panther
2: defense. Yeah, some new names. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson had eight tackles. He led the Panthers. And then Kevin Swent had uh, a one and a half tackles for loss, and he had half a sack. So some new bodies coming in and getting a chance to play and making a difference. Well, UConn again lost to North Carolina
1: State at home last Saturday, 24-14. to The Huskies were only on third down, Harper, 4 of 12. To the contrary, we were harping on those numbers last Thursday night how well on third down conversion opportunities Rhode Island was able to play.
2: Yeah, well, we were pretty good ourselves in the first half. We had a couple of punts, and then third quarter, we didn't move the ball very well at all. But uh, if you're going to look at some of the things that the Panthers have needed to work on this week in practice, absolutely, just a few things. The one that I was really impressed with, Dave, and you didn't mention this, is no turnovers offensively. That was a real important stat for me. We had two of the turnovers you mentioned, uh, but the ball wasn't on the ground for the Panthers last week, and, and that I think it was a big key to us, making sure that we kept drives alive. Sunbelt Conference College football scoreboard, how about this one? And I was watching this before
1: I left the house to come downtown, and when I left, Virginia was leading James Madison – I get down here, final score, James Madison, 36, Virginia, 35. Second win by the Sun Belt over a power five after Texas State took down Baylor in week one.
2: Yeah, how about that? And and remember last year when uh, it was a Sun Belt day. We, we lost in week two to North Carolina in a very close game, but everybody else, Nebraska went down, uh, Texas A&M went down. I can't remember who else, but Notre Dame. Sun Belt had, and thank you, go Irish, <laughs> <laughs> not against the Sun Belt. So take us seriously, folks, and here's another opportunity for us to go against an independent and, and uh, give them a run for their money here tonight.
1: Other final that's uh, in already on the Sunbelt scoreboard, Kansas State beat Troy 42-13. Full schedule around the Sunbelt. We'll bring you those scores as we move along throughout our broadcast as we continue here tonight. Great weather here again uh, from Center Park Stadium for college football for a Saturday night. And when, on the other side of this break, we'll preview tonight's game. We're going to talk to inside linebacker John Trey Hunter. Great kid, was uh, on the outside last year, and then uh, in the absence of Blake Carroll, takes the assignment, moves inside, and uh, he's done a fantastic job. Had six tackles in the win over Rhode Island, and then, of course, a little later on this half hour, we'll talk with Georgia State's head football coach, Sean Elliott. Again, coming up tonight here from Atlanta, Georgia State, the Huskies of UConn, first meeting ever between the Panthers and the Huskies, and our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues coming up after this two-minute timeout on the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
3: Loose up, Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a ten-year, one hundred thousand-mile warranty. Now that's that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community. And this month, we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming, online at LusabKia.com. <laughs>
1: Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million.
4: Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU CARES Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program.
1: Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. 97.5
0: Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football.
1: I am a
5: mother.
0: I am an entrepreneur. I am a singer.
5: I am an artist. I'm a journalist. A businesswoman.
6: An educator.
5: A sister. A grandmother.
6: An advocate. A leader. I am a friend. I am.
5: I am. I am.
6: I am. I am.
5: I am. I am one of more than a million
6: million people people living with with HIV HIV in the U.S. US. We We are not not alone. alone. Let's stop HIV Together. together. Get the facts. Get tested. Get involved. Go to www.actagainstaids.org for more information.
1: Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues here from Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia State, and the Huskies of Yukon coming up time now to talk with one of our Georgia State Featured Players of the Week, and that's uh, from the defensive side of the football this week, coming off a six-tackle performance in the win over Rhode Island, and he's one of the team captains, John Trey Hunter. First of all, congrats on that win last week. Thought it really showed some character, this uh, football team, both offensively and defensively, jumped out to the early lead, and they put up a little bit of a fight and you guys were able to overcome. Yeah, I feel like just, just after we got up
7: early, we started getting a little lax, and then started, I started missing assignments, so it, it, it was good for us to face adversity, especially early in the season, to be able to get our first win. So I felt like that, that was a good test for us. And I know talking to you guys leading up to the Rhode Island game, you guys were ready to get that first game played. Yeah, most definitely, especially especially with a new D.C., you know what I'm saying, especially coming, like, New Year. So it's just, it's just trying to get that first game on film so we know we can
1: fix. So what do you see then when you go in to watch film during this week as you prep for UConn? you know with regards to uh you know the coverage
7: uh for us i feel like right now it's just a lot of things last we just we weren't communicating enough our eyes weren't in the right spot so right now we're just we're just really focusing on communicating with my teammates communicating with the defense making sure we're all in the right spot so we can do our job the best we can
1: tell fans a little bit about that communication because it's loud in here there's music playing we had a pretty good crowd there yes. it's a lot of non-verbal it's not like you can Call timeout and run over and talk to teammates.
7: Yeah, so especially like when we play, especially like this week, it'll be it'll be a lot of motion and a lot of stuff where we have to get in and chest, get out of check. So with, with with a lot of with a lot of noise going, you know, we got we got to be able to talk. If not, we got to do hand signals. We got to do something. We just can't be we can't be completely silent out there. That's that's the main thing from last week.
1: The other good thing is, this we you and I have talked about, in, integrating some new faces into the corners and safeties. It was, again, it was good to get that first game under and I can get begin to get settled a little bit. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Especially on that backhand, you know, uh,
7: we got we got we got younger guys and a lot of guys who are stepping up to be able to come play this year. So it was good to get that first
1: game on film to see where we all at. Obviously, guys remember uh, you and Keys, Brown, uh, Jalen Tate, Jeremiah Johnson stepped up. He led uh, led the Panthers in tackles with eight. That, he's been around, but that's a guy who is you know starting to make a name for himself.
7: Yeah, Jeremiah, yeah, he he he's been working. He's been working since he got here. So it, it's great to finally
1: see him really get out there and go make plays. And, of course, from your standpoint, again, one of the team captains, you're in a leadership position out there week, you know, week in and week out. Yeah, for me, it's just,
7: it's just, especially since it's new to me, even like the new position and then being a leader. So it, it really, really puts a lot to me to just be able to focus and do my job the best so I can, I can help my teammates.
1: Some guys lead by example. Some guys lead verbally. What kind of a leader do you bring to the locker room And when you're out on the field in a, in a game-like situation like that? I feel like I'm, I'm more so try to
7: lead by example. I try to do the right thing as much as I can. But verbally, if we need it, I'll be, be there for my teammates if we need it.
1: Again, here on the Panther pregame show talking to John Trey. Hunter, you got UConn in here this week. What have you seen on film from these guys? And how's practice been as you get ready for this one? Still been a relatively temperature-wise hot week of practice. Yeah, practice wise
7: right now we are we just focusing on it. It's just cuz like with their with their offensive scheme they do a lot of movement. They they try to get you out of stuff. They try to see what you're in. So basically right now we just focusing on knowing our checks and knowing we got to get to and when we got to get out of. So that's that's our best main focus right now. You
1: keeping an eye on the guys in front of you as well. Yeah. You know, it's always, you know, you guys are on the back end, you got your middle and you got your middle linebackers, your outside backers who keep an eye on the front. What are you looking at? You know, when you're back there. When you talk about 'cause you mentioned it a little while ago, your eyes, keeping your eyes focused. What exactly are you looking at and for?
7: Yeah, I mean uh, it all it all depends on the front we in. Because so, in some fronts I, I, just, I key I key the nose guard in some fronts depending on what personnel they're in. Or maybe I might have to key I might have to key the field in or, or the other defensive tackle. So it all depends on what we in. But just making sure my eyes are in the right spot so I know where to go 'cause with this team, a lot of a lot bad eyes can can get you can get you hurt, so
1: yeah, again, another pretty good quarterback coming in. You saw a good one against uh, Rhode Island last week. He had a lot of success throwing the football. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you've seen this. They had 520 total yards in the air, 408. I'm not saying you're going to see that this week, but certainly right out of the gate, you guys got a pretty good test and you passed. I mean, I would I mean, we passed with
7: the win, but for d- defensively wise, we want to clean that up a lot. That's 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 way too many yards. So, for us right now, we just we just focusing on like. And a lot, of, a lot of those are just, you know, just MAs, you know, because, like, it's a new defense, so we just, we just got to be able to focus and, and be able to do our job the best we can. A lot
1: of times it comes down to big plays, hopefully not necessarily one, but one of the newcomers at corner, Gavin Pringle, comes up with a big pick six. Mm-hmm, yeah. Hey, hey, G made a play for us.
7: Hey, he, he made a great play for us. He's he been putting the work since he got here, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see him go out there and, and do what he do. But, again, for your unit, that's the kind of play that puts the win right back in the sails after getting down. Yeah, play like that. It, it swings the momentum, changes the whole game. You know what I'm saying? It, it gives us a booth as well. So,
1: all right. Lastly, I know you've watched film on UConn. Again, a pretty good quarterback. Couple of good running backs. Everybody's got good players. You know that. Uh, what have you seen that uh, you're kind of keeping an eye on? Something that's going to be on your mind as you take the field tonight? Uh, mainly, mainly just
7: being able to stop that run game. Because if you don't stop the run, they, they won't have to pass the ball. So, if, if that's not something, anything stopping that run game. And then, you know, what I'm saying, trusting our calls, trusting our scheme, and trusting each other.
1: All right, appreciate it. As always, let's get out of here with a W. Of course, thank you. All right, that's one of the team captains, John Trey Hunter, joining us. Coming up, we'll preview tonight's game with head football coach Sean Elliott. Comes your way after this two-minute break from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State Blue... Where would the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore? Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ.
8: Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet? But Brooks Law says, don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for a fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable.
1: Dear Lord, we come to you this evening.
6: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You going to finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject.
5: How do you feel?
9: Mostly
3: okay. I... Sometimes, though.
6: (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman! Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on FeedThePig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta, Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues. Georgia State and the Huskies of UConn tonight. Time now to welcome Panther head coach Sean Elliott to the Georgia State radio microphones. Congrats on the win over Rhode Island. And, uh, you know, the games are starting to come fast and furious now. I guess it was a good thing we played on Thursday. It gives you a little – had a little bit of extra time to get ready for UConn and uh, tonight's ballgame.
10: Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I appreciate the congrats. It was a good win. Uh, a lot of things to improve on. We've got to improve on some third down stuff defensively and offensively just uh, continuously keeping our rhythm. But all in all, it was a good, good week.
1: You know, it's always uh, the goal to get to that first game after a long summer and then fall practices we were talking about last week, and I was watching your midweek media conference, and I was just chicken-scratching down the good and some of the concerns. So when you go back and look at film of the the opener against Rhode Island, what'd you come away with as far as what you really liked, what you saw? Once again, we're scoring points with just about anybody. Put 42 up on the board.
10: Yeah, you know, uh, first of all, I'll say this. uh, A turnover for a touchdown? I mean, that's awesome. Uh, Turnover for a touchback, that's another basically seven points. Uh, So that was huge for our defense. Um, Offensively, I thought we were in rhythm uh, for the most part. Uh, Everybody really under control, playing within themselves. Uh, Won a lot of foolishness out there. Our special teams improved. Um, you know, it was really unfortunate we had that call on the block punt. But, uh, you know, that, that was great effort. Man, we were there quick, and uh, we'll continue to put some pressure uh, as we move forward. But, uh, yeah, you know, some of the good was that, and then some of the bad. I think our third down defense, uh, we got to get s- certainly better on that. A lot of blown assignments right there, giving up just huge, huge chunks for yardage when you play first and second down so well, and then the third down kind of just – For whatever reason went away just had some mishaps but you got to get those things corrected I think we will and I think we'll move forward
1: what was some of the focus this week as you turned your attention uh, to the Huskies Well, you know,
10: certainly you got to focus on everything, Uh, but I think they're they're a much improved offensive football team. I think their transfer quarterback right there coming in has really made a difference in them offensively. I think they got a good offensive line and a really good scheme. Uh, Defensively, they're bigger and they're stronger than what you saw against Rhode Island right there. Uh, But they're going to be they're an up and coming program. You know, uh, Coach Moore is trying to build that thing up, and and they're improving. Took NC State and played them really really close. Uh, We've got our we've got our hands. You know, it's going to be a tough contest.
1: Looking back at the stats from that opener, and you talked about it uh, with me last week, what a, what a performance uh, with the ground game with uh, with Marcus Carroll, a career-high 184 yards on 23 carries. Seemed like we were really efficient uh, on the offensive touchdowns.
10: Yeah, you know, I, I think so. I think running the football was a um, – it, it worked out really well for us last week. We had a good plan, went in and attacked it, uh, a lot of – big-time hidden yardage still out there if you go back and watch it closely. I think our last drive, we missed uh, two handoffs there for about 60-yard touchdowns where we pulled it and uh, should have just been out the gate for for a quick touchdown. But, you know, all in all, I was really proud of it. Um, and he, Darren got into the mix in the run game as well, threw the ball really well on point. Uh, we're really pleased with him. Uh, I thought a wide receiver did a nice job blocking and then catching as well. Uh, so all in all, when you when you come out of your first game, and I think we had five total penalties, we had zero turnovers. We caused two turnovers. Uh, it's pretty pleasing.
1: I think you were uh, very complimentary of the uh, job your offensive line did, whether it was the five guys at start or some of the guys that came in, you know, to help out.
10: Yeah, you know, a new group right there, some bits and pieces we had to replace, and uh, we did so, and they played nicely. Uh, I think we played eight linemen. Ben Chukumar came in there, at left tackle, a couple snaps, and then you had uh, Titan Ferris and Lamar Robinson come in there and play. Uh, That's eight solid. I mean, uh, when Titan Lamar came in there, we took the ball down uh, and went and scored a touchdown, didn't miss a beat. So uh, that was really exciting to see, and those guys, uh, they want to be involved, and we we love to be able to play eight offensive linemen, uh, I tell you.
1: And no sacks, which is
10: huge. Yeah, no sacks. Uh, I think we got one pressure. It was on a boot, and that's just because of a play call. Uh, But other than that, yeah, they did a pretty good job keeping protection. Uh, These guys are a little bit different animals up front, uh, so we're going to have to play a lot better.
1: Yeah, you were mentioning when you look at the offensive line for UConn, they'll be a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, you know, big heavies up front.
10: Yeah, you know a lot of outside zone stuff. They can move. They're they're very intelligent. Uh, they Stay on blocks. Uh, they got two really good backs. And like I said, I mentioned the quarterback. Uh, yes, uh, we're going to have to be uh, on our toes to prepare for that bunch because uh, I think they've uh, probably that's the biggest improvement I've seen from last year to this year. is that offensive line and that quarterback position.
1: UConn came up short at home in stores to uh, NC State. You get a chance to watch that game at all? Uh,
10: absolutely. Uh, I mean, I watched it on tape. I didn't watch it at that, that, that time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. You get a chance to go back and, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went back and watched it, of course. You know,
10: it's really the only thing you can really base your opinions and your game plans off is what they did in the first game. You can look back, you know, last year. But a lot of things change in a year.
1: All right. Lastly, would you uh, come away with regards to your special teams, uh kicking unit?
10: I thought it was one of the more solid performances that we've had. Um, like I said, we missed that, that block punt right there, and it was really unfortunate because it was a great scheme, and we executed it just nicely. Um, our punting was great. Kay did a nice job there. Uh, our kickoffs were pretty good. We left two hanging out to the right but they fair them, which uh, was very fortunate for us. We've got to get better in that area. Uh, we fielded all our punts, uh, the punt returns, and, and that's huge in hidden yardage. Uh, I thought all in all we had a new kicker in Liam. He went, goes out there and doesn't miss a beat. So, yeah, I was pretty pleased with our special teams. Unlike a year ago, you know, we, we, we did quite well.
1: All right, coaches, always appreciate it. Again, congrats uh, week one. And uh, as we say each and every week when we're sitting here, let's get out of the stadium with a W.
10: Let's do it.
1: All right, I want to thank Georgia State's head football coach. Sean Elliott once again joining us here on our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff as we've got Georgia State and the Huskies of UConn coming up here at Center Park Stadium. We're back after this two-minute timeout. Starting lineups in the opening kickoff here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
0: Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad changes of the pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932.
2: To learn more, you may visit NGPG.org slash black and blue.
8: Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for a fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia comfortable.
1: When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Here, Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ.
0: Your radio station for Georgia State sports is 97.5 Glory FM. Heard online at WGTJradio.com.
1: Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing as we get set for kickoff tonight here as Georgia State takes on the Huskies of uconn first meeting you got a chance to visit with uh huskies head coach jim mora before uh before the game tonight
2: yeah i gotta spend a couple of seconds with him uh he had just gone for a run so he, it was so humid out here he was kind of pitting out a little bit after that but uh jim and i have to go back uh, many 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 years uh but anyways yeah he's he's he, he really made some nice comments about darren granger and he talked about how his team and how much he loves coaching at the college level. It's so much fun for him to do that here late in his, his coaching career, but uh, he's looking forward to a big game tonight. Here's the starting lineup for Georgia
1: State as they get set for week two against UConn on the offensive line. The left tackle is Travis Glover. Left guard will be Jonathan Brown. Avery Reese is your starting center. Talk to him this week for the Panther Insider Podcast. The right guard is Trevor Timmons. The right tackle is Montavious Cunningham. Starting tight end will be Chris Bird. The receiver is Robert Lewis who had eight catches last week and a touchdown. Also, Ja'Kaius Cradle and Talik Williams, who had a touchdown reception against Rhode Island. Marcus Carroll, a career-high 184 on the ground and three touchdowns against the Rams last week. He's your starting running back, Darren Granger, of course, the starting quarterback. On defense, defensive ends, Javon Dennis and Tylan Dunlap. Nose guard, Henry Bryant. The outside linebackers, Shamara Cullum. Inside linebackers, John Trey Hunter and Jordan Venzial. The safeties, Jalen Tate and Jeremiah Johnson. Getting a start at the star spot is Cody Jones. He had an interception last week. Gavin Pringle, who had a pick six. One of the cornerbacks along with Brightkeese Brown. Handling the place, kicking Liam Rickman. Punting is Cade Loggins. He punted five times last, uh, last Thursday night, averaging 47 yards per punt. Braden McAllister, the transfer from Charlotte, will handle the kickoffs. And, of course, in his seventh season, the head football coach for Georgia State, is Sean Elliott. The Yukon Huskies 0-1 after a loss to NC State 24-14 last Saturday. Again coached by Jim Moore Jr., former Atlanta Falcon head coach, also coached the Seahawks. He's in his second season here with the Yukon Huskies. And Joe Finiano, the starting quarterback, a transfer from Maine, a senior out of Williamsport, 54% completion rate in their loss against the Huskies of NC State. Again, I still think they're going to come out after watching film, and they're going to challenge our corners and safeties after seeing what Rhode Island was able to do last Dave, week. there's no
2: doubt that that's a, a part of their game plan tonight is try to get the ball deep or at least expose our secondary and make sure that they get a chance to let their big bodies, which they have plenty of, we'll talk about that throughout the course of the ball game, but uh, to put them to work and get the fast guys on the outside of the ball.
1: All right, coming up, it's Georgia State. And the Huskies of Yukon. top of the hour stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
10: This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville.
1: Georgia State football on the Georgia State football radio network.
2: This is Georgia State University Panthers football.
1: Handed off Tucker Craig into the end zone.
2: Touchdown, Georgia State. Panthers football is made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, TicketSmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. Now with the
1: play-by-play, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Again, Panther fans, and good evening from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Georgia State football back on the radio tonight. Week two for head coach Sean Elliott and the Panthers after their 42-35 win. Uh, last Thursday night in their opener against the Rams of Rhode Island. They're back again tonight looking to start out 2-0 on the years. they've got Jim Moore, Jr. and the Yukon Huskies here at Center Park Stadium. Dave Cohen along with my longtime radio partner, the former Atlanta Falcon, Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, and our and studio ball, producer, Jeff Walker. The coin toss is about to take place at midfield here at Center Park Stadium.
2: Looks like uh, Georgia State won the flip, and they are going to take the ball. No deferral here. So Panthers, just like last week, will open with the football, and they'll get the first possession here. Darren Granger and company. Marcus Carroll, you mentioned him, and Robert Lewis all had stalwart games last week. If they can do that again here tonight, I really like Georgia State's chances. Four-team captains this year on offense, Darren Granger and
1: Travis Glover. Bright Keys, Brown, J'ontre Hunter, the two captains on the defensive side of the football. Well, we'll see if Marcus Carroll, who, you know... He was patient. He waited his turn behind Tucker Gregg and then Jemias Williams. And he had a breakout game a year ago in the win on the road at Southern Miss. He really showed
2: out well in the first game last Thursday night. Well, from the first carry, Dave, it looked like the hole on the backside was there. He was supposed to go maybe to frontside tackle. He goes between the center and the guard on the backside and picks up about 15 yards. It looked like he was in midseason shape from the very first carry that he had last week. For him to continue at that through the course of the year, and knowing that he really, he's the guy right now. You just mentioned that there were others that were also here last year, so he had to wait his turn and only got a third of the reps. Um, It could be a breakout year for him and for Georgia State football. He could be one of those guys that ends up breaking either Trey Barnett or uh, Tucker Gregg's records here by the end of the season. Robert Lewis back deep, awaiting the kick.
1: Handling the kickoffs. And doing the place kicking for UConn is 84 Joe McFadden, a redshirt sophomore. It's a blackout tonight here at Center Park Stadium. Black and blue pants, black jerseys, white numerals, black helmets for Georgia State. For UConn, pretty much all white, white pants, white jerseys, blue numerals, white helmets. We're underway here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Backpedaling is Robert Lewis in the end zone. He's going to bring it out across the 5, up across the 10, across the 15, up to about the 20 or the 21-yard line. I was a little surprised in a split-second decision he decided to take it out.
2: Yeah, he was about 6 or 7 yards deep and going back when he received the kick, and Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Glenn, linebacker, number 17, ends up just pressuring him enough. The pressure about the 15 yard line to Robert. Because it rained here a little while ago, I think the surface is a little slick. He ends up skidding his way up to about the 20 yard line where the Panthers will take over first and 10.
1: Talik Williams at Jakaya's cradle. Wide outs here to the near side. They stick two over on the far side. Empty backfield. Now swinging into the backfield is Marcus Carroll, just to the left of Granger. Here's the snap. And the Panthers going to run it with Carroll, and he will try to run in between the tackles. And he gets racked up there, Noah Platt, one of the linebackers, was there. Also 97, Jelani Stafford in on the stop. Also saw number 90, Price Yates. Panthers quickly back on the ball. They're going to fake the handoff. Granger going to roll out to the far side. He's going to toss it, quick uh, little toss to the tight end, Chris Byrd. He gets knocked down and then gets crunched top the top part of his body by Durante Jones. Jones, an Atlanta kid out of Mays High School, 6 feet, 199 a junior, had 14 tackles in the NC State game last Saturday. It's
2: third and short. We need about four feet, just a little bit more than a yard.
1: There's the snap. Panthers going to go ahead and try to run that football. They ain't getting that yardage. UConn with a big wall of white jerseys stuffed the Panthers on third and short. That's going to be a loss of at least three yards, maybe four. The Panthers are going to be facing fourth and three. And Cade Loggins and the punting unit will make their way onto the field.
2: Well, three and out doesn't help. Last week we scored a touchdown on the opening drive of the season. Good to see Chris Byrd in the lineup there and getting a catch. Nice job of him getting it up to about the 28-and-a-half yard line. But uh, Panthers were unsuccessful in, in getting that first down there forced to punt.
1: And here's the punt by Loggins. Brett Buckman underneath it, and he did not signal for the fair catch, and he gets drilled on the special teams unit there for Georgia State. It looked like it was Chance Singleton, the redshirt junior from Annapolis,
2: Maryland. Well, he bobbled the ball. It came loose a little bit, so even if he did have a fair catch, it would be interesting to see if they would throw a flag on him. But uh, excellent coverage there. Chance Singleton would be the one being the first one to make contact there with the Huskies will take over on their 30-yard line, first to 10. So here comes quarterback Joe Finato
1: 54% completion rate in their opener against NC State. Again, that was a 10-point loss. He takes the snap under center. You don't see that as much anymore. First down from the 30. Play action. Right away, going to look to go to the air. Sneaks out of the pocket, and not a whole lot going. He was able to get back to the line of scrimmage and then pounce forward up to about the 31. And they'll give him, looks like about a half a yard. John Trey Hunter, Panthers inside linebacker, will get credit for the tackle. Brings up second down and ten.
2: Only two receivers. They have double double tights right now. Two receivers out. They had an outside one in a dig route. Gavin Pringle with nice coverage there.
1: Snap on second down. First carry, Devontae Houston. Running in behind right tackle. The junior out of Roanoke, Alabama. Brought down by Justin Abraham. Up close to the 35-yard line. And they'll actually put it down at the 36. So a six-yard game, third down at four. Coming up here for the Yukon Huskies, working near hash.
2: Tight end Nick Harris leaves the ball
1: game. Buckman a wideout here to the near side. They s- stick two to the left.
2: Three wideouts, one tight end.
1: Finiano out of the shotgun again near hash. Going to look to throw. No, he's going to tuck it right away and run with the football. Up across the 40, dives ahead to the 45, picks up the first down. UConn left to right across the radio dial here in the first quarter, and John Trey Hunter ended up making
2: that tackle, his second stop here in the first quarter. Design play. You want to send everybody out of the way and then have your quarterback just find a little gap there. He went behind his left tackle and was able to get just enough for the first down. Kylish
1: Hicks a wide out as well. And they're going to try to run it up the middle. And absolutely nothing going. Javon Dennis, who's wearing number eight this year on the tackle. Devontae Houston on the carry there for the Huskies. So it'll bring up second down and ten. They'll put the ball down at the Yukon 44-yard line. First meeting ever between Georgia State and the University of Connecticut. Panthers will return the game, I believe, next season up in Storrs, Connecticut. Houston will... Step up now, just to the right of Fignano. They're going to fake the handoff, rolling out near side. Fignano going to get dropped back inside the 40 at the 35. On the stop there for the Panthers, Javon Dennis, the defensive end. Great play there by Javon. Huge loss of yards. It'll bring up third down at 18. Ball back at the 36.
2: Well, nice job of Javon to just staying in his area. They had a play fake and then a roll out. out in front of him but Javon Dennis does an excellent job of getting in between them and forcing the sack There, ball at the 36 yard line
1: Javon one of the leaders on the defensive unit redshirt senior from Deerfield Beach Florida snap on third down and 18 throwing up against and it's going to be incomplete intended for Cameron Ross the redshirt junior out of Newark Delaware that still would not have been enough for a first down But it will bring up fourth down at 18. He was running towards the UConn sideline. Ball ricocheted off his fingertips.
2: Well, late blitz there by the Panthers. Fignano goes down. He got hit pretty hard right there in the thighs. But uh, that pass goes off the fingertips of number seven, Cameron Ross, on a little corner route, forces a punt. Ja'Kari Carter back deep, awaiting the punt from George Caratan,
1: punting for UConn. Scoreless here in the first quarter, Georgia State and Yukon. It's going to be a high spiraling kick. Backpedaling is Carter up underneath it. Did not signal for the fair catch. Going to try to bring it back, and he's going to get wrapped up just shy of the 20-yard line.
2: That's a nice return there. He had nothing going for him, but uh, made a nice play out of nothing. And a good job by the Panthers to get the ball up near the 20. It'll end up being at the 18 when they come back. All
1: right, first media timeout here at the stadium tonight here in the first quarter. Scoreless Georgia State and the Huskies of UConn. 10-17 to go first quarter. And we'll get back to Atlanta following this timeout. 60-second break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million.
4: Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU CARES Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program.
1: Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. 97.5
0: Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football.
1: Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, where tonight's game is presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. They've Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, and we've seen both offensive units now one time, and not a whole lot going on for either ball club.
2: Well, my takeaway from the first offensive possession for UConn is that Georgia State's defense, and listening to you interview John Trey Hunter in the pregame show, it sounded like John Trey recognized very early in that interview that, hey, we had some mistakes that we made. we got to clean those up. And so far, so good. Good pressure on the quarterback. We always we were missing the quarterback last week. against. We were going around him. Now we're just going straight at him. And uh, two pressures already and a sack and uh, a force on a third and relatively long into a punch situation. So defense is trying to correct some things. It looks like so far they've done a real good job of it. All right,
1: here comes Darren Granger and the Panthers. Darren, 193 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions against Rhode Island. Also rushed 51 uh, for 51 yards. Chris Bird now goes in motion. They go with an empty backfield. Darren's going to try to run the football right up the middle. Got hit once low. Got hit high. And he's up to about the, right at the 20-yard line. Rashawn Wilkins on the tackle there for UConn. Four down linemen. in Yates, Gordine, McDuffie, and Watts for the Huskies. Here's the snap play action. And Granger going to step up. He's going to now... Well, he's got a lot of white jerseys trying to get at him. He's got nowhere to go and was lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage to the 20-yard line. Just could not find or identify an open receiver.
2: Yeah, hard for me to watch Darren and where he's going to go and watch the secondary. So I took my eyes off of him, and I noticed there were three receivers on the right-hand side of the ball. All three of them were covered by about five different Yukon Huskies. So defensively right now, they have a pretty good scheme of what we're doing
1: third down and nine now for the panthers keep an eye on 22 noah Platt coming in from the far right side of the line panthers put a man in motion in taliq williams and here's granger going to step up going to throw across the middle it's caught by cradle for the first down up across the 30 to the 34 make that the 35 yard
2: line the panthers convert on a third down play boy what a reach there by cradle to go across the middle of the field the ball was high And he got popped. Uh, There were a couple of guys, uh, Durante Jones being one of them, I think Demont Brinson the other. The two of them hit him real hard. First down from the 35. Big hole up the middle. Granger, 45 across
1: midfield. He's going to score a touchdown. 25-20, 15-10, 5. That's a Georgia State touchdown. Darren Granger, 65
2: yards. UConn could not catch him. Well, one thing that Jim Morris said is I really am impressed with your quarterback's ability to scamper when he sees something, when there's an opening in the middle of the field. And Derek Granger did exactly that. He didn't like what he saw on the outside, and he was able to get the ball in almost like a quarterback draw where it was designed that way. He ends up going right up the middle of the field. Nobody there to catch him. 65 yards for the touchdown.
1: Liam Rickman for the point after Cade Loggins, the holder. Laugier, the long snapper. There's the kick. It is up and it is good. And Georgia State jumps out early on UConn by a 7-0 score. Media timeout here at Center Park Stadium. Stadium now with a little bit of energy going on here as the Panthers score in a 65-yard Darren Granger touchdown run. We'll give you the drive stats on the other side of this timeout. 60 second break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
3: Loose up, Kia incoming is your hometown Kia dealership what does it mean to be a hometown dealership we believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations it means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before during and after the sale more than just making the sale we'd like to think that this is why we have the highest google rating of any other kia dealership in the area at lusab kia incoming we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year 100,000 mile warranty now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusob Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusob Kia Incoming, online at LusobKia.com. 97.5,
0: Glory FM. Now back to Atlanta.
1: Georgia State football tonight on the radio network. Brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. Here are the drive stats for that touchdown by Darren Granger putting Georgia State up 7-0. Harper four plays, 82 yards in just a minute, 37. And the first two plays, or first three plays from scrimmage, it was absolutely nothing going on.
2: Well, we did get that first down when we needed it, but Darren from the 35 yard line did a great job and a career best for him is You're the
1: longest right. one. You're right, the pass to cradle for yeah. the
2: first down. Yeah, the so. cradle uh, reception. And I again, I'm watching the Yukon Huskies when they're warming up, and especially the secondary, because they're the closest to us in the sideline area where we are here at uh, at the stadium. And I I'm gonna tell you right now, uh they've got some guys that can play. They, they look really good, and they can hit. So this is going to be a big-boy ball game, I'm going to tell you right now. But uh, Darren, a career-long rush for him, 65 yards for the go-ahead touchdown. Great job. Just one of uh, uh, quite a few marks that uh, Darren is going to make and set for himself and for the school here throughout the course of the season. So Brayton McAllister, the
1: Charlotte transfer, again handling kickoffs this year. And back deep, Brian Bruton, and Devontae Houston. Houston over here to the near side, standing basically just inside the one-yard line. Here's the kick from McAllister. Booming kick, high end-over-end. And that will land on the E in Georgia in the end zone to our left. Ball will come out to the 25 now for quarterback Joe Finiano and the Yukon Huskies. Again, a four-play drive, 82 yards, 65 of it, all Darren Granger, and it's a 7-0 Georgia State lead over Yukon.
2: Well, one thing about Yukon, they are big. They are not as big as we've seen with other, but you know, in terms of height, but they've got a couple of big guys. Both their tackles, 6'7-301, the other 68 300, And uh, three of their five linemen are over 300 pounds the other one he's 298 so uh he just needs another biscuit and then he'll be at 300 himself it's going to be a handoff to houston from the
1: 25 he'll run in behind left tackle and power his way up to about the 26 maybe the 27 yard line we'll see they're going to put the ball down on the 28 give them three yards second down and seven coming up here for yukon
2: yeah good penetration there along the defensive line two of our defensive tackles had a chance to get their hand on him but uh, unfortunately they weren't able to get him behind the line of scrimmage three yard pick up their huskies at second and seven
1: victor rosa in it running back now sophomore out of bristol connecticut they're going to swing the pass out to him near side up across the 25 big time booming hit right there with a loss of one and what a drop hit there by jeremiah johnson out of the mississippi delta community college from Angia, mississippi boy i can hear and feel that one up here
2: yeah and you want to get the ball into rose's hands he had 98 yards last week rushing so they wanted to give him a little bit of a lateral and abraham and it looks like yeah, this number six that's uh, jeremiah johnson the two of them put a little tag team on him for a loss of one. Third and eight now Jalen
1: mitchell a transfer from louisville came into the ball game he wasn't running back swing pass out on the flat it's caught there by Cameron Ross. Ross to the far sideline with a stiff arm. Picked up the first down. He was running down the sideline right in front of the Yukon bench. And they're going to put... He actually went out of bounds at the 39-yard line. But it is a Yukon first down. 7-10 to go on a turning clock here in the first quarter. 7-0 Georgia State.
2: I'll tell you, on that far sideline, that was a real pick-me-up for them. They didn't want to have to punt again. All their players were, were up in their air cheering on their their teammates because that was a, a big first down there for the Huskies.
1: Buckman goes in motion. They're going to try a run play and get absolutely nothing. What a read on that by Henry Bryant III totally totally saw that coming he's yeah. a he's a louisville transfer got a lot of a
2: few louisville guys out here tonight well i, I was very pleased with his ability to cr- get across the face of the center and obstruct that run from the get-go forces a two-yard loss now second to 12 from the 37-yard line they're gonna line up two wideouts here buckman
1: and gordon uh, jordan porter Transfer from New Mexico here on the near side. Here's the snap on second down at 12. Finiano looking can't find a receiver. Now he's going to slide to avoid getting dropped. It'll bring up third down. Avoid a sack, but it'll
2: still be a sack. He's going to lose. Look like Henry Bryan again is the one who forced the pressure. Good job of Henry getting around the center, going to his right, and forcing Finiano to go to the left there's too much pressure on the outside so Finiano wisely slides feet first and gets his feet down on the ground. Kevin Swint, the Clemson transfer, outside linebacker lining up just to the
1: left along that offensive line
2: Justin Jolly goes in motion, big tight end he's only a sophomore, wearing number 17 trying to convert on
1: third and 15 here from the 34, Finiano gonna fire across the middle, got a man and it's caught out of he hold on it's Jolly Jolly makes a big, big catch there, the tight end out of New Rochelle, New York. He's a sophomore. Terrell Gordon on the coverage. Big third down conversion there, third and long by the Huskies, and they want to quickly get to the line of scrimmage and start this next play.
2: 28 yards on that completion there. Ball in Georgia State territory at the 38-yard line. Now they're gonna someone's calling timeout.
9: Timeout. timeout. Georgia State. That's their first charge, timeout. So there you see success across the middle on a long pass play
1: by an opposing team's quarterback.
2: Yeah, nice tight end, a little uh, post route when he bent it right in the inside. Fignano drilled it to him, and we'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back from the break.
1: Yep, red hats on the field, signaling media timeout. 5.05 to go here in the first quarter. Georgia State 7, the Yukon Huskies nothing from Center Park Stadium. We're back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
5: Your home should be an extension of who you are. When your home is built better, your life just feels better. So make your new home an energy-efficient Right Choice home from Jackson EMC. Right Choice homes come with a three-year energy warranty and a one-year comfort warranty. And every Right Choice home receives Jackson EMC's lowest energy rate. Step inside your comfort zone with a Right Choice home only from Jackson EMC.
9: Calling all eggheads. We have what you need.
5: We sure do, David. Big Green Egg and all the accessories.
9: 16 feet of Big Green Egg accessories. We're proud to be a gold-level dealer, so we're able to bring our eggheads plenty of selection and the newest products, including the new pizza wedge.
5: Those are amazing, and you can turn your Big Green Egg into pizza-making masterpiece.
9: Come by and see our huge array of Big Green Egg gear. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville.
0: 97. five Glory FM, now more Georgia State football.
9: Back here at Center Park
1: Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta. Tonight's ball game here on the radio network presented by Center Park Credit Union. Proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics in the Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Also tonight by the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The alumni office offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch, informed, and involved online at alumni.gsu.edu thank them for their support of georgia state university football on the radio network 7-0 georgia state with 5.05 to go first quarter
2: well good job of getting the ball right down the middle there by Fignano, the quarterback number 17 we mentioned him justin jolly with the nice completion we said 28 yards threaded the needle there there were two panthers nearby if one of them just deflected a little bit but just a perfectly thrown ball Hey, real quick update now we've got uh east carolina and marshall they're playing at east carolina right now they're tied at 10. that game has been delayed by weather evidently there's a pretty huge storm there on the eastern part of the of the country a couple other games have been delayed even some major league baseball south alabama is ahead of southeast louisiana that game of Mobile, 21-7 north carolina is at home against appalachian state they're tied at 17 in the third quarter Georgia Southern, those guys, they're uh, beating UAP in the second quarter. Ten minutes, ten seconds left to go in the first half. That w- that score is 21-7. All
1: right, coming out of the timeout, first down from the 38 after that big third and 18 conversion. Finiano going to move his tight end over here, and he's got Houston on the backfield. They're going to head, head, fake the handoff, and it's going to be a quarterback sneak in behind the left tackle. Down across the 38. 30- Eight to the 35 yard line. Justin Abraham, inside linebacker, there at the stop for the Panthers.
2: Fignano was the fourth leading rusher last week. He's totaled 18 yards. He had 13 yards in uh, sacks that were taken away from him. Seven carries for 18 yards last week.
1: Justin Jolly, wide out here to the near side. Kylie Hicks to the far side correction, that's Jordan Porter, and they're going to play action. They're going to chase Fignano out of the pocket. He'll throw on the run. Got a man. It's Houston, and Houston gets bumped out of bounds by John Trey Hunter.
2: Well, it was good enough for a first down, but there's a flag right in front of our referee who tonight is Scott Broadway. Scott ends up uh, taking a little bit of laundry out of his pocket. They're going to talk about it,
9: but I'm pretty sure it's going to come back. Illegal block in the back. Offense number 80. 10-yard penalty remains second down. So that will go against
1: the tight end, Rayante Brown. And that will bring the ball back to the 45-yard line. Third down at 17 coming up here for UConn. Just over four minutes remaining here in the first quarter. 7-0 Georgia State, 65-yard touchdown run. Darren Granger to give Georgia State the lead. Fignano from the far hash out of the snap. Fakes the handoff. It's going to be a quarterback keeper again in behind left tackle. He will plow forward and get,
2: I don't know, two of those yards back. Dropped back there by John Trey Hunter. John Trey, yes, and Kevin Swint both there in on it. Doing a nice job of creating a lane that disappeared. Anthony Bloom also. He'll come out of the ballgame right now along with Javon Dennis. Get some faster guys in there to try to put some pressure on the quarterback. We're going to pull one defensive lineman out and add a linebacker. Shamar McCollum also in the ball
1: game. He was questionable at the beginning of the week. The Wake Forest transfer battling an ankle injury. But he's out there right now. Fourth down and make that third down at 15. Here's a throw across the middle. A lot of room. It's caught and fumbled football. And Georgia State's got the football. Ball was actually deflected back across the 30. And the Panthers come up with a fumble, their third takeaway of the season. The big, first big play on defense. Trying to see who got the recovery. It was it looked like Jeremiah Johnson was the one that eventually
9: pounced, pounced on top of the football. Early on the field is a
2: catch and a fumble, recovered by the defense. First down for the state. Well, first, first big play. Jalen Wil- Mitchell, another guy from uh, Louisville, ends up making a nice little catch. He wasn't going to get the first down, but he was close enough to make it at least something that you're in field goal range, but it was stripped out. Now, one of the Panthers tried to pick it up and score with it. Good job for Jeremiah Johnson, but it ended up being on the ground, a turnover that the Panthers get to take over from at their 28-yard line.
1: Snap to Granger. Quick swing pass in and out of the hands of Chris Bird. And it will bring up second down from the 29-yard line. The fumble came out of the hands of Jalen Mitchell. So the Panthers back to the line of scrimmage. Second down and 10 from the 29-yard line. Granger takes the snap. Got a big hole. Going to sneak through it. Going to spin. He'll get up to the 35, up to the 36-yard line.
2: Darren running with a lot more steam in the engine, if you know what I mean. I think that big run really opened up his legs and say hey if I just get through this initial line of scrimmage hole I've got some opportunities to run and make some big plays. Panthers go
1: with an empty backfield and low snap under pressure throwing on the run and trying to throw into double coverage. It's deflected there but there's a
2: flag. It was intended for Jakari Carter over on the far side in front of the UConn bench. Jackson Miller is the one who deflected it. Now I think what we have it might be uh, encroachment there.
9: Offside defense in the neutral zone at the snap. Number 95, five-yard penalty, results in a first down.
1: So 95, the defensive end Eric Watts, senior out of Sumter, South Carolina. 242 to go here in the first quarter. And that'll put the ball up at the 41-yard line. Panthers right to left across
2: your radio dial tonight here in the first quarter. So for the folks at home, the Panthers' offensive line is designing not to move. You don't move at all, even after the ball is snapped. But Darren Granger, uh, Granger claps twice, you draw the team off sides. Carter goes in motion. Panther's down the middle of the
1: field, intended for Robert Lewis. The football was thrown extremely well, leading Robert. He was running as fast as his two legs would carry him. It was just
2: out of the reach. And it will bring up second down. Well, they brought a blitz, did UConn. It came late, hit Darren Granger right as he was releasing the ball. I think that was, again, uh, Jackson Mitchell, the linebacker, coming on a late blitz. Once he realized that Darren was not going to hand it off, he came in to hit him and uh, knocks him down pretty hard. Second and ten. From Here's the 41.
1: And Granger going to have to throw the football away. at Pressure coming from 20, 22 Noah Plack. Yeah. Well,
2: UConn was signaling like it was a live ball that they had recovered. Well, good job of reading defensively. They they saw it was going to be a middle screen, and they got in the way of the intended receiver, and that would have been Carroll, but Darren had pressure from the outside. He couldn't get rid of the football. Now, the umpire thought it was live. He did not blow it dead, but the referee did, so now it's third and ten from the 40.
1: 41-yard line, 227 to go first quarter. Granger's got Marcus Carroll in the backfield to his right. Chris Bird, Jakari Carter, Talik Williams wide to the right side. Jakaius Cradle here to the near side. Here's the snap. Granger steps up in the pocket, going to dump it off. And it's caught and a fumbled football on a hard hit. Marcus Carroll and UConn says they've got it. I don't know whether he was down already, though. Durante Jones. I believe he was down already, but... Maybe not because drilling on the field as the runner was
9: down prior to the ball becoming loose.
1: All right, well that's good news. Nonetheless, the path is
2: Jim. Moore over on the other sideline, they're going to have to they're going to call time or at least do something. They they think they got the ball. Yeah.
9: Now our special teams. drilling on the field as the runner was down prior to the ball becoming loose. The previous play is under video review.
2: The big difference here, obviously, is going to be field position. If UConn gets it, they'll have it at the 48-yard line, first and 10. Otherwise, we were going to take it for one other play. Yeah, that ball came out. It's not going to take long for them to figure that out. Big hit there. I want to say that was, uh, as we're looking at it right now, the ball is out before Marcus hits the ground. Mumu Bin wahad the cornerback, number six. And I Transfer guess that's Jackson from. Mitchell also. But it was recovered by Durante Jones, their strong safety. And once we get a look at it, it'll probably be at the 47-yard line where the Huskies will take over. Carroll hit hard by not
1: one but two Yukon Husky defenders high and low and that's what caused the ball to pop out.
2: So referee Scott Broadway is off the headphones and he'll probably have time
9: of possession. After a video review, the ball became loose prior to the runner being down. It'll be Connecticut's ball at the 47-yard line. First down.
1: So just as you saw, uh, thought, and it was pretty evident when you looked at the video replay,
9: UConn has not charged the timeout for the review.
1: So Carroll fumbles. UConn with it at the 47.
2: Now, most football coaches, if they've been around for a while, you try to go over the top, some big special play that you have once you get the ball back.
1: They're going to hand it off to Buckman. Buckman trying to run east-west gets upended by Henry Bryant. That was
2: Victor Rosa on the carry there for the Yukon Huskies. Well, he kind of wiggled and waggled his way, trying to find a hole. Wasn't able to get any further past Pringle. Dad, Gavin Pringle with a nice low tackle. Maybe a one-yard pickup.
1: Second down and nine. It's going to be a keeper here by Finiano. The senior out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania will plow forward. It looks like a three-yard pickup. It'll bring up third down, 120 to go in and turning clock. 7-0 Georgia State. And it was good for two, third down and seven. Farhash, Vignano out of the shotgun. Rosa in it, running back. They're going to look to throw the football near sideline.
2: That's going to be a flag.
1: And no question, Jordan
2: Porter was the, the intended receiver. Kreese right, Brown ends up grabbing him around the waist as he makes the break. Gordon Porter running an out
9: route, and right about the 32-yard Pass line. Pass interference, defense, number five. 15-yard penalty, for south. Correction, it'll be a spot foul.
1: So it will bring up first down, Huskies with a minute four to go here in the first quarter. Gonna have pretty good field position with the 15-yard penalty
2: assessed to Brightkeese Brown. Well, and they, they will have it at the 31-yard line. Yeah, it won't be a total of 15 yards. It'll just be where the spot was where the flag was thrown. The incident occurred at the 31, which is accurate. It might have been the 32, but uh, it's less than the 15 that they were going to tack on to it. Rosa in the backfield.
1: Huskies at the Georgia State 31-yard line. Finiano, quick pass into the flat. And it was in and out of the hands of James Burns, yeah. Charlotte kid who
2: transferred in from Austin Peay State University. James Burns, he didn't even go back to the line of scrimmage. He just turned towards the quarterback when the ball was snapped. Ball bounced off his face mask. Falls incomplete. It ends up landing in Panther territory. Second down and 10 from the 31. Another double tight offense here. Huskies uh, have five tight ends on their travel squad.
1: Rosa in at running back, and they're going to hand him the football. He gets nothing trying to run in between the tackles. Now some pushing and shoving going on there between the Huskies and the Panthers. And we're inside of a minute to go. Third down and nine
2: coming up for the Huskies. A lot of big bodies out there. A lot of times Georgia State is undersized in terms of going against some of these other big offensive linemen. You've got to make up for it with your speed. Done a great job so far of getting around some of those big blocks and forcing these 6-foot, 7-inch offensive linemen. They're missing, and a good penetration there on that last play, third and nine and a half. and Lawson need to get to the 21. Lawson Porter wideouts
1: to the left. Rosa in the backfield. They're not going to run the ball. This is going to be a pass play down the far sideline, and it is incomplete. The intended receiver was Jordan Porter, a New Mexico Lobo transfer. And that'll bring up fourth
2: down and nine. Ball at the 30-yard line. Panthers came with the blitz there, both linebackers, Jordan Benziel being one of them, but they were picked up. And on this particular play, the intended receiver, Gordon Porter, the ball was on the sideline. I think they were expecting to have that be a go route near the sideline, and Porter ends up breaking it into where the bottom of the numbers were. It falls incomplete in a field goal attempt here. Ball is down. The
1: kick is up. It's on its way, and it is... No good. Wide left from 48 yards out with five seconds to go here in the first
2: quarter. Joe McFadden, the redshirt sophomore, had the distance, but wide left. Yeah, his first attempt. He did not have a field goal attempt last week against North Carolina State, so this was his first one. You're right, Dave. He had plenty of leg, but uh, he pulled it just a little bit. Left of the upright, and it falls through as a miss, and the Panthers will take over at the 30 yard line.
1: Well, time to run one play here with five seconds to go in quarter number one, a 7-0 Georgia State lead. Panthers trying to get off to a 2-0 start with their first road trip coming up next Saturday night at Charlotte. Granger out of the shotgun. Here's the first snap, and I'm going to fake the handoff, dump it out on the wing to Carter, and he gets wrapped up and dropped to the turf ASAP there on the tackle was Mumu Bin wahad He's an Atlanta kid, he transferred from West Virginia. And that will be the end of the first quarter.
2: Yeah. Uh, good job by their secondary. I'm telling you, they, were, they got some tough guys there. And I watched how they warm up. And no surprise that he broke that play up the way that he did. A short loss two yards there, and the Panthers will take over second and 12 when we come back after the first quarter break.
1: All right, Georgia State leading Connecticut 7-0 here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Second quarter coming up after this timeout. Two-minute break from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
3: Loose Up Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10 year, 100,000 mile warranty. Now, that Peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. <laughs>
1: Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million.
4: Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program.
1: Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. dave cohen harper labelle engineer rick shaw studio producer jeff walker the radio network tonight from center park stadium here in atlanta 65 yard touchdown run darren granger and as we head to the second quarter a
2: seven nothing georgia state lead yeah looking at our stats real quick 65 yards as dave mentioned on that run that darren granger had to score the touchdown we only have 72 total though so only seven yards on the ground otherwise we have 29 in the air 101 total yards But the Huskies from University of Connecticut only have 66. They have 54 in the air and 12 yards rushing total. Two penalties for the Huskies, 15 yards total for them. Panthers had one. Huskies had four first downs in that first quarter. Georgia State had three. They were three of six on third down attempts. The Panthers were only one of three. The Panthers will take over here on second down and 11 from the 29-yard line.
1: Left to right across your radio dial here in the second quarter. And there's the snap out of the shotgun. Granger with pressure puts it in the air, and it's incomplete. Intended receiver there was Rico Arnold, a UMass transfer, originally out of Athens, Georgia. Redshirt senior. Second down. Make that third down coming up for the Panthers now. Third and 11 from
2: the 29-yard line. Boy, Darren got hit. Knocked down hard again. This time number two, Durante Jones. The junior strong safety came in. Uncontested on a little bit of blitz from the outside. The pass was overthrown as Darren didn't have time to get his feet set. He was hit hard.
1: Talik Williams in motion, near side with Cradle. Here's Granger in the pocket, fires across the middle, and is it caught what a catch. and held onto by Jakaia's Cradle. And the Panthers pick up a first down on a pass play on a slant right across Crossing route right across the middle at the 43-yard line. There's
2: no doubt that he wanted it. You know, that was uh, Cradle's ball.
1: Now they're going to hand it to Marcus Carroll and try to run in behind left tackle and left guard. Not a whole lot going there. May have picked up a yard or two. It looks like they're going to give him two. Sequoia McDuffie in on the stop there for the Huskies. He's the starting defensive tackle. An Old Dominion transfer. He's out of Florence, South Carolina. Second down and eight. Ball at the 45. Play action. Throw to the far side. It is complete on the reception that, that time yeah. for the Panthers. Robert Lewis, his first catch. It's about a yard. Of course, so shy of the first down marker as they continue to move the sticks. It is third and one. Ball up to the, well, it's the 48-yard line in Yukon territory. Ranger again out of the shotgun. Going to hand a football off to Marcus Carroll. How about that first down for Georgia State as he plows basically right up the middle across the Panther head logo center field. And the Panthers will move the sticks now first down at the 45-yard line of UConn.
2: They line up right back on the ball again. Empty backfield. Granger now going
1: to roll out here to the near side. Lost his footing, gets it back, throws across the middle on four, and it's going to be deflected. What a play there by Jakaius Cradle, and what worried me, Harper, is you're watching this take place, is that Stan Cross, the Nashville kid from Iowa Central, when the ball went in the air, it looked like he's laser-focused on the ball, ready for an
2: interception. Yeah, he not only had it, but then once he knew he didn't have it, watch how quickly he pulls Jakaius down to the ground. That's that's uh, good coaching right there. you don't, you got to learn how to do that, and they teach it. Be a run play for Marcus Carroll again on second down. I like that we're trying to go deep, but uh, that ball was in the air so long that Cross had a a chance to get underneath it. And we're right back on the ball, and Marcus Carroll barely gets back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down now in a long nine yards. Sophomore wideout Peter Kickwada, one of the
1: newcomers, a wideout here with Marcus Carroll and Talik Williams.
9: Is that us calling timeout? I believe so. Timeout, Connecticut. Oh, that's their first.
1: So UConn will burn a timeout. It's maybe good timing for Georgia State as well. The Panthers facing a third and nine from the UConn 44 early here in the second quarter. Georgia State holding on to a seven nothing lead over the UConn Huskies. Media timeout. We'll take it with them back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ.
5: When energy efficiency is done right, the advantages are dramatic. At Jackson EMC, energy efficiency is integrated into every facet of our Right Choice Home program, from how it's designed to the way it's constructed, saving you money each year on your energy bill. Talk to a certified Right Choice Home Builder to learn how energy efficiency is built into every Right Choice Home. Right Choice Homes, energy efficient, guaranteed, and only from Jackson EMC. 97.5
0: Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here
1: at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, third down and nine from the 44, coming up for the Panthers, who have a 7-0 lead over the Huskies. Tonight's Georgia State football game on the radio network, brought to you in part by TicketSmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and Center Park Credit Union, a community-minded credit union.
2: Well, Panthers have been struggling with getting the ball up the field in between the tackles. And Darren Granger, when he goes back to pass, has been facing some pretty consistent pressure, not only from the pass rush, but he's noticing that the secondary is not allowing for any of our wide receivers to get as open as they were last week. So this is much tighter coverage. He's gonna have to have a excellent ball game here. Pinpoint precision. Let's look at some of the other scores that we have here going on in the Sun Belt. It's 13-10, East Carolina is beating Marshall. That game is with 6.04 left to go in the third quarter. South Alabama at home against Southeast Louisiana, 28 10. And then Appalachian State has pulled ahead 24 20 against North Carolina. Empty backfield, five
1: wide here for Darren Granger in Georgia State on third down from the Yukon 44 yard line. Did we flinch? Not yet. Granger out of the shotgun. He's standing right on the 50 yard line. Snap on the way from Avery Reese. Quick out pass on the flat. Caught by Robert Lewis. He gets absolutely swallowed up immediately. Noah Plack, the yeah. weak side linebacker, graduate student, who's a transfer from
2: Delaware. The former Blue Hen was right there. Boy, how quick was he to get the? just a very instantaneous throw to Robert Lewis as soon as Derek Granger doesn't even get the laces. He gets the ball. He gets it out to, that, to the wing there where Robert Lewis is in uh, excellent pursuit there. By number 22, the graduate, he's listed as a linebacker, but uh, he's kind of a tweener. He's playing some safety, too. It forces a punt from the 45-yard line for the Panthers.
1: Brett Buckman is back. Cade Loggins, end-over-end kick, and the fair catch signaled for just inside the 15-yard line for the Yukon Huskies. 12.06 to go here in the second quarter. Yukon will take over at their own 13-yard line. First down, trailing Georgia State
2: 7-0. So we've tried to go deep. And we have tried to run screens. And again, the secondary, the speed of UConn right now is really been a little bit of a hindrance there. Their defense, uh, they can fly and get to the ball. So they'll take over first and 10, as Dave said, from the 13-yard line. So here's
1: Finiano out of the... Shotgun And looks they're going to go ahead and run the football with Victor Rosa. He'll try to run around right tackle. Bounced off a couple of black jerseys. Finally run out of bounds as he gets up across the 20 to about the 22 or the 23. Justin Abraham, inside linebacker, ends up
2: running him out of bounds. Nice job of... Rosa getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. He was due to get about a two or three yard loss. Good pressure by the defense. He skirts out to the outside, avoids another tackle, and gets to the sideline with about a seven yard pickup.
1: So it'll bring up second down and three. Again a seven yard game. Ball right at the 20 yard line. Far hash now for the Yukon Huskies. Rosa stays in the ball game. They're going to put Jordan Porter in motion. Pistol formation. And here's the snap. Going to be a quick handoff. And Rosa actually ran in to one of his own players. I believe it was the tight end.
2: Trying to get a number on that kid. Joshua 86. Robinson. No, Joshua, I think yeah, I'm sorry, Joshua Robinson on our side ends up getting in there, just kind of submarining into the tackle and gets his shoulder pads across Rose's legs and knocks him down for about a two-yard loss.
1: Ended up running into the big 6'6", 264-pound redshirt sophomore tight end Alex Honig who transferred in from TCU. Snap on third down and four from the 19 yard line and it's going to be Finiano on the snap. He's going to keep it and he's going to pick up the first down running Well, he's still on his feet. Oh, the Panthers, I think, have come away with a football, but there was no whistle on the play. Who's got it?
2: Well, we've got it right now.
9: Javon Dennis. The
2: the by the the defense. First down. Jeremiah Johnson, excuse me, Jeremiah, number six. The ball did pop loose. It It was stripped from Finiano.
1: Justin Abraham picked up the loose football. He fell down. It may have come out of his possession and
9: coming away with it. on the field as that the ball became loose prior to the runner being down. That's the previous play is in a video review. That, that's going to come back. Fignano's uh, wrist,
2: his elbow, everything was on the ground before the ball came out. We're trying to run a play real quick, even if we take a five-yard loss, we'll have the ball. But no, that's going to be a first down for UConn. Fignano did a pretty good job of just reading, and he's very patient. We're going to look at the replay now. He was down, at least it looked like it. Now, a great strip there. That was uh, Swint right there, number uh, number nine. Kevin Swint, the outside linebacker, that ends up pulling the ball out. But uh, early confirmation from Harper LaBelle, Dave, is that uh, UConn's going to keep the ball. Well, it did look like he was down already by the
1: time the ball was stripped. Looked like he was kind of rolling over from his back
2: onto his side when the ball popped loose, yeah, John Trey Hunter had 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 a opportunity to get his shoulders on him at the 20-yard line, but Fignano keeps his feet moving, and it looks like he's going to be down at about the 26
9: or 7. Scott Broadway, a referee, has his after a video review. The ball was loose prior to the runner being down. Correct after he over you, the runner was down prior to the ball becoming loose. It'll be first down at the 26 yard line.
1: So the Huskies they have challenged twice tonight. And that's a big one right there for them. They're going to hold on to the football.
4: It's better to be a little
1: hot. Well.
2: I want him to get it right, and unfortunately uh, for the Panthers right now, the right answer is uh, UConn gets to keep it. Once again, they got two running backs in the backfield. Rosa being one of them, Victor Rosa, the junior running back, number 22. Snap coming up
1: on first down from the 26. Rosa will take the handoff, running in behind right tackle, and he'll get about a yard, maybe two.
2: Looked like Justin Abraham. 48 was the first one in there for Georgia State. Justin's been busy here in this first half. Got him unofficially with four tackles. John Trey Hunter in on it, too. Trey did a good job of staying with him and sliding down from about the waist area down to the ankles and making sure that Rosa doesn't take another step. Empty backfield now for the Huskies. They're going to go with five wide, three here to the near side, including
1: the tight end, Alex Honig. And it's going to be a quick pass to Buckman out on the flat. And he avoids one oncoming, second oncoming tackler. Gets across the 30, up to the 32-yard line. And with, may have an injured Yukon yeah. Husky down there.
2: There's two guys down. And we got Here's a shaken
1: up Georgia State player as well. And that looks like Is it's that Javon Dennis.
2: Timeout. out. Well, I feel bad for Gavin Pringle. He had a chance in the backfield to get uh, about a two or three yard loss. Oh, but that's Dennis, yeah. Javon Dennis up. But we're going to take a little timeout and a break here.
1: Yep, 9.27 to go here in the second quarter. Injury timeout for both ball clubs. An injured Husky and an injured Panther at that. 7-0 Georgia State leading UConn here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. (laughs) Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The alumni office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million.
4: Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program.
1: Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, and it was the tight end, Alex Honig. He's being helped back over to the UConn sideline. Javon Dennis shaken up as well, although I think he fared a little bit better. And uh, the media timeout continues as Honig is being helped back over to the UConn sideline. Again, 7 0 Georgia State. With the lead here over the Yukon Huskies, close to the top of the hour stations on our radio network right now. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Atlanta tonight, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
10: This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville
2: is a big six foot six inch 264 pound sophomore he's going straight into the locker room looks like a knee issue and you feel badly for that young man he's got a lot of football but remember dave they were going with two tights big part of their offense is being able to push with that extra lineman size guy and hit with him out of the ball game it might change their game plan snap coming up on third down
1: and three Victor Rosa lines up in the backfield. Third down conversions for UConn so far. Four for seven. Here's the snap. Going to be a quick quarterback draw, and he will pick up. I'm pretty sure he picked up the first down. Yeah,
2: real close, but uh, yep. they're, gonna, they're already moving the chains. They're not even going to bother measuring it. So they'll
1: put the football down at the 36-yard line. We're inside of nine minutes to go now
2: here in the second quarter. That's a good job by Fignano, the quarterback, good getting behind his center and just kind of riding him a little bit. There's probably a signal that he has. He's going to line up under center again.
1: He will take the snap under center. Porter will go in motion. And they're going to fake the handoff. And they're going to throw down across the middle. It's intended for Porter. Ended up being a double coverage because Jeremiah Johnson and Gavin Pringle. Both had Porter shadowed pretty well right in the middle of the field.
2: Well, everything there said run, 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 except for the play fake. He was going to go to his left hand side. He fakes to nobody. Rolls out a little bit to his right. Fignano does, sets his feet, and really the only receiver in the area. It was a one receiver route that uh, was going to be a post route. And he threw the ball in between the the hash marks, and it falls incomplete to Gordon, Gordon Porter, excuse me, in that second down and ten now for the Huskies. Put a man in motion
1: here to the near side. In Buckman, and it's going to be a toss to Rosa, and he will get upended. Nice tackle, great tackle there for Georgia State uh, by Gavin Pringle.
2: Gavin big being, loss. Yeah, out at the at the wing spot, you know about where the numbers are. Gavin being blocked by, I believe it was number 16, Kevin's Cleric, and he gets around that and just puts his shoulder down, and he upends Rosa for a three or four yard loss there. Ball back now at the 32 yard line.
1: Kylie Schicks out of Pikeville, Maryland. A wide out here to the near side. They go with an empty backfield here on third down and 14. Here's the snap. Vignato going to look to put the ball in the air. He's going to throw behind the intended receiver, Cameron Ross. And the Panthers almost had a pick
2: six there because Ronald Cooper was in that general area. Yeah, that was just a a bad throw. Uh, Expecting the receiver to do something differently, the quarterback... And receiver, don't hook up at all. The ball lands very safely near the Georgia State sideline when everybody else was going in towards the middle of the field. And it brings out a punting situation now. George Caraton will come on to punt. Jakari
1: Carter back at the 30. Spiraling kick. This is going to send him backwards. It'll bounce inside the 25. It'll go out of bounds just inside the 20. Right about the 15-yard line. And the Panthers will take over with 7 minutes and 44 seconds remaining. Looks like they'll put it at the 16. And the red hat out on the field. Media timeout here in Atlanta. Still Georgia State 7. The University of Connecticut Huskies nothing. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
3: Loose up Kia incoming is your hometown Kia dealership what does it mean to be a hometown dealership we believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations it means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before during and after the sale more than just making the sale we'd like to think that this is why we have the highest google rating of any other kia dealership in the area at lusab kia incoming we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year 100,000 mile warranty now that peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming, online at LusabKia.com.
1: Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Georgia State 7, UConn nothing. Tonight's game on the radio network presented by Center Park Credit Union Stadium. At Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State University Athletics. Also by the Georgia State University Bookstore. Locations on the campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. We thank them for their support of Georgia State University football here on the radio network. 7.44 to go. Here in the second quarter, again, a 7-0 lead for Georgia State. First and 10 ball at the 16-yard line now for the Panthers.
2: Yeah, kind of wondering whether or not this game is going to turn into a low-scoring baseball affair where it's 1-0, it's a pitcher's duel. But the defenses right now are doing a great job of controlling the action. Both offenses are kind of struggling a little bit. Corrections made on both sides. UConn last week against North Carolina State gave up 24 points made some corrections on their own, but Georgia State very impressed with how they've been able to stymie the UConn offense so far in this ballgame. Much better than what they played last week. Corrections have been made, and results are in so far. Good job. Lewis and Williams wide out to the far left. It's going to be a run play on first
1: down from the 16. Marcus Carroll in behind right tackle, running to the outside end of the line. And that will pick up about a yard. So it'll bring up second down at nine. Ball placed at the 17-yard line. 7.25 now on a turning clock here, second quarter. Granger out of the shotgun near hash. Play action. And look to throw near sideline. And it's Ah. in and out of the hands of Jakaia's cradle. Coverage that time for Malcolm Bell. Yeah. And Malcolm Bell may have gotten a hand on the ball.
2: Jakari ends up running just a little stop route. He goes about 10, 12 yards. He stops his feet, breaks it to the outside, but comes back towards the quarterback. The ball was there. It hit him in the hands. He just ends up uh, dropping it, and it falls incomplete out of bounds. So third down and a long nine now for the for the Panthers here from their 17-yard line.
1: Panthers three of six on third down opportunities. Got one right here. Third down and nine. Here's the snap to Granger. Darren will step up. Got a man.
2: It's Ah, same route, same result. Yep.
1: Not able to be handled there by Jakaia's Cradle. That'll bring up fourth down at nine. Ball again back at the 17. The Georgia State putting unit, Kate Loggins, will make their way onto the field. Seth
2: Blasher, the long snapper. Open on both occasions. Darren went to the right guy, got the ball to him. Just a good job there defensively and in uh, the drop. So, Chakias will want both of those back. Hopefully later in the ballgame he'll get a chance. Now, different spread punt right here. We only have one personal protector. A lot of guys on the line of scrimmage.
1: Loggins will get a quick kickoff. Nice spiraling kick right to Brett Buckman. at the 40 dropped the football. And it's recovered by Georgia State. The Panthers recover the fumble on the punt. Is that Jeremiah Johnson again? Sure is,
2: Jeremiah <laughs> I know Jeremiah was a bullfrog at one point for three-dog night, but he's having a great night tonight of being around on special teams. i tell you what, it picks up. It's feverish when you get an opportunity to have something good happen on special teams. Everybody wants to be a part of it. But in that case, just a, a, a muff punt. Number 10, Brett Buckman, who has been their guy. He bobbled one earlier tonight. And this one bounces off his shoulder pads about the 33-yard line in their territory. And it bounces directly back towards the Panthers Johnson picks it up at the 46 yard line on the dead ball and the Panthers will take over here offensively from there so another big play
1: takeaway this time on special teams for Georgia State say hello again to Darren Granger back on the field first down ball at the 46 in Yukon territory here's the snap to Darren with an empty backfield design play and it's going to be a Granger run play basically right up the middle
2: Boy, he liked what he saw between the left guard and tackle, and very, very quick defensively. Jelani Stafford, the transfer from Youngstown State, made yep. the tackle Number there. Number 97 defensive tackle, the yep. junior. Boy, he got across the face of our left guard and uh, just stymied that. And forced Aaron to go a different path, and he gets tackled for about two. Ranger picked up
1: three, second and seven. Pass on a slant route, caught by Chikari Carter for a
2: Georgia State first down across the 35 to the 33-yard line. Nice job of getting in the middle of the field where the backers have left an opening in the first down at the 33. Ranger, same play. Carter at the 30,
1: 25-20, and across the 15. They went to Ja'Kari twice. The transfer from Merrimack College. Another Georgia State first down as the Panthers knocking at the door at the 10-yard line Catches in Yukon territory. Catches it in almost the exact
2: same spot in the middle of the field and then goes to the right sideline and is able to get it at the 10. they
1: are going to hand a football off. Marcus Carroll runs straight ahead inside the 10 to the 8. And it will bring up second down here for
2: Georgia State. Well, i'll tell you if there's a fist fight you want to get your hands in a position where you can get again And the defensive linemen and the linebackers are doing such a good job of absorbing a hit and getting their hands off and making tackles grainger now going to look
1: to throw the football towards the end zone and it's just out of the reach of robert lewis no
2: flag on the yeah, play robert wanted one i'll tell you right good coverage there i think that was uh, john bechtel the linebacker i thought they had contact there in the end zone so it would have been a first down uh, kind of pulled on him just a little bit but uh, that will fall incomplete now it's third down and goal from the nine 526 to go here second quarter
1: 7-0 Georgia State lines up to Granger's right bunch formation trips there to the left hand side and Robert Lewis over here to the right Panthers here's the snap on third down and nine they're going to throw again turning around making the catch Robert Lewis touchdown Georgia State and the Panthers go up 13 to nothing second touchdown catch of the season in two ball games for robert lewis
2: and the panthers go up 13 nothing great job of of making it look like he was going to go deep it was a back shoulder throw you have got to work on this this is not something you just make up on the sandlot robert lewis gets in the end zone And then he's able to stop his feet, turn around, and catch the ball. He's on the right side of the field, so he catches it on his left shoulder back behind him. Well-thrown ball in the end zone. Touchdown, Panthers.
1: Nine-yard touchdown scoring strike there by the Georgia State Panthers. Looking to go up 14-0. Cade Loggins, the holder. Rickman for the point after. Kick is up. It is on its way, and it is good. Georgia State. Puts together a six-play, 46-yard drive after the takeaway on the muff punt recovered by Jeremiah Johnson, and they make UConn pay. 14-0 Georgia State, 5.22 to go second quarter here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Back after this timeout, 60-second break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network.
8: Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet? But Brooks Law says, don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable.
1: When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. 97.5
0: Ninety-seven-five Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Now back to David Harper.
1: 5.22 to go here, second quarter, 14-0 Georgia State. Tonight's Georgia State football game broadcast on the radio network brought to you in part by TicketSmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and the Center Park Credit Union, community-minded credit union. Thank them for their support of georgia state university football six play drive 46 yards you get a takeaway like that and get that
2: kind of field position got to finish it the panthers did yeah dave just threw a punch at me folks you, you didn't get to see it go, let's go let's finish it now here's where it's interesting dave remember we were up 14 0 last week last thursday against rhode island you look over on that sideline everybody over here on the uconn side right all the husky players the coaches, they need something to happen they need a spark they need someone to make a 20-yard run into a 25 or 30-yard run, a big return, a nice completion over the middle. They're looking for a spark to get them going again. Well, right now they're wondering, what the heck is going on? How are we losing to Georgia State right now? Well, the consistency of the pressure defensively, I think, has been a lot more than what they anticipated. But uh, a big play here on special teams again for the Panthers could really put a dagger into the efforts there of the UConn Huskies.
1: Darren Granger now
2: fourth all-time in passing yards
1: as a Georgia State Panther. Trailing, trailing some pretty good players by the name of Nick Arbuckle, Connor Manning. And oh, by the way, a guy who's down on the sidelines and an assistant, Dan Ellington.
2: Well, I think that number's going to change. He's going to move from four to three
1: and booming, even higher. Booming kick and... It'll be brought out by Stan Cross, and Cross lost his footing as he came up across the 20. Actually, it was Brian Bruton, not Cross, on the return. And so the Huskies will have the football with 5.16 to go second quarter. Down 14-0 here to the Panthers. They'll start this possession
2: on their own 26. Bruton did a good job of spinning as he was getting hit at about the 20-yard line. He did a full pirouette and uh, ended up going north again up the field and picks up an extra five or six yards from that initial contact. As Dave said, it's first and ten for the Huskies at the 26-yard line. Devontae
1: Houston, the junior out of Roanoke, Alabama, in it, running back. Quarterback out of the shotgun. Quick it's strike. It's caught by Cameron Ross, and he is dragged down over here in front of the Georgia State sideline. So
2: Taquan Robertson coming into they pulled their quarterback. They gone, they've gone with a, a different guy to try to create a spark. I don't think that Fignano was, was injured at all.
1: Not that we saw. Roberson is a transfer from Penn State. 5'11", 205. Redshirt Junior originally out of Orange, New Jersey. Second quarterback of the night here for the Huskies. Porter goes in motion. They fake the, well, I thought they faked the handoff. They're going to hand it off to Houston. Got a flag thrown in the backfield.
2: And Houston tackled at the 43 or 4 yard line. Great second effort there to get to the outside. Nothing but congestion there at about the 29 or 30 yard line, and that's where the flag went in. And
1: And Jeremiah Johnson ended up making
9: the holding offense, number 62. 10-yard penalty from the previous spot. Second down.
1: Noel Afori Nyadu out of Arlington, Texas. The left guard. Flag for that penalty. That'll back him up with four and a half to go here in the second quarter.
2: Ball on the 19. Three wides. No tight. Well, I'm sorry. There is a tight end, number 17. It's Justin Jolly. He's he's kind of in a slot position. Line up pretty much right in the middle of the field. Ball is on the left hash. Robertson
1: directs Houston. They're going to swing it. And Houston will turn upfield, taking the pass in the backfield. And there's going to be a huge pile right there around the 20-yard line that will stop any forward progress that Houston was thinking about.
2: Thought that might have been a lateral like the opening play that they had. Back behind the line of scrimmage is where he catches it. Houston is able to get to the line of scrimmage. He picked up about a foot. It's third and about 17. They need to get to the 36-yard line, and they're right at the 20.
1: Yukon 5 for 9 on third down opportunities. Robertson looking over to the sideline as they signal in that play from the Yukon Husky sideline. Georgia State getting set defensively. Two wide here to the near side, two to the far side. Here's Robertson looking at a throw right across the middle, and it's incomplete. The intended receiver was the running back, Devontae Houston. Yeah. And he got crunched on that play.
2: That was Terrell Gordon. Robertson didn't like what he saw on the outside steep. It was just too far of a throw, so he tries to dump it off to Houston. Throws behind him, and Jeremiah Johnson sticks him right there to the ground as the ball finds its way to the green, green grass, and now it's a punt situation for UConn. Panthers will get the ball back somewhere around the 35-yard line, it looks.
1: Ja'Kari Carter standing at the 36. And that's a wobbly kick somewhat, and it's going to be fair catch signal for there by Ja'Kari Carter just inside the Georgia State 40 at about the 37-yard line with 3.17 to go. Here in quarter number two, unofficially 43 yards in that punt by the Husky punter, George Caraton. And the Panthers will take over at their own 37-yard line, first and 10 for Darren Granger. Talik Williams, Robert Lewis, tight end, Chris Bird, wideouts over to the far side, near side with Chakaeus Cradle and also the Panther running back, Marcus Carroll. Now Cradle will go in motion. Here's the snap to Granger. Dump it out on the flat to Cradle. Now he's got some room to start running. 45-50 gets across midfield into Yukon territory. Picks up the Georgia State first down as he's dropped at the UConn 48-yard line. 15-yard game for the Panthers. What a
2: difference when Ja'Kari Cradle gets the ball with a little bit of momentum. They're on that little bubble screen, and he's got his feet moving. He's able to pick up 15 yards. Snap
1: to Granger. He's going to throw on the run. Cradle this side of the field, looking up over his left shoulder. Could not get him. Good visual on that ball. Good coverage there for the UConn Huskies.
2: Darren's missed on a couple of deep balls. He's overthrown. That was number three here that I count. He either gets a little more air on it, or just uh, take just a tad off of it. He was rolling out to his right when he released that football and cradle at about the 10-yard line. Realized I, I can't get it. The ball's going to go out of bounds. Devon Brinson was on the coverage.
1: Second down at 10. 2:47 to go. Ball at the 48. Ranger looking over to that Georgia State sideline as the Panthers. Four seconds, three seconds on the game clock. Yep, going to call time. Yeah, Sean Elliott's going to burn a timeout here with 2.47 to go.
9: Timeout. Georgia State. That's their second. 30 second timeout.
1: So a 30 second timeout will keep the broadcast right here. 14 to nothing, Georgia State. Leading the Huskies of UConn here week two for the Panthers here in 2023.
2: Good clock management there by Sean Elliott. He kind of sensed that the play call itself and the ability to get everything out onto the field so the players knew exactly what they were supposed to do with under five seconds left to go. Just decided it'd be better for me to do the obvious and call timeout with two minutes and 47 seconds rather than risk a penalty penalty. Panthers still need about another, I'm thinking about 10 or 15 yards to be in comfortable field goal range. Ball again at the 48-yard line in Husky territory. Everybody there on the offensive side is meeting at about the 45-yard line between the top of the numbers and the hash marks. They're breaking the huddle right now, and they'll be back on the ball in just a second. Marcus Carroll six carries nine yards here today he had 184 last week he has nine yards here in the first half cradle and lewis over here on the near side
1: that's going to be a handoff to marcus carroll tries to run off left tackle and gets crunched by two or three white jerseys we had one guy blocking for him one and the one guy you want to stay away from their leading tackler was number eight jackson mitchell he was right in there
2: but he was there and then number uh, 94 matt hoffman Just a good pursuit there by the Huskies. Third down and nine. After that Carroll run
1: picked up one yard. Twelve on the play clock as Granger looks over to the Panthers' sideline. There's the snap to Darren. Darren's now going to tuck it and run. Oh my Water goodness. him up the middle. 40, 35, 30. Stays on his feet. Now takes a dive just shy of the 25-yard line. I think he went down at the 26. He picks up a big Georgia State first down, scrambling 23 yards.
2: Nice job of Darren. Seeing an opening in between left guard and tackle. He was rolling out. The line was going with him, kind of zoning and big hole up the middle i kept saying oh my goodness could he break another one for a big touchdown Well off the 26 yard line
1: a very similar situation to the 65 yard touchdown run that he had in the first quarter here's the snap to darren they're going to hand it off to carroll he will plow forward and pick up two or three more yards that clock now goes inside of a minute 30. So inside of 90 seconds to go here at quarter number two, leading 14-0. Well,
2: the good news from that first down is that you're in field goal range. Uh, other good news is that you keep the drive alive and hopefully get another touchdown.
1: Talik Williams in motion. They're going to dump it off Talik, and the ball was thrown just shy of the intended receiver. Pressure from Noah Plack from the outside. How many times have we called his name tonight?
2: Uh, too many. you got to find a way to slow that guy down. Noah Plack is one of their... Uh, Better ball player is kind of a tweener. He looks like a linebacker, but he was playing in the secondary and he's just doing a great job of finding where the ball is going to be based on what Georgia State lines up in. This time they have trips. Balls on the left hash, trips right. And Robert Lewis in motion here to the near
1: side. Granger under pressure, broke one tackle, still on his feet, trying to get to the 20. Got a flag on the play.
2: That'd be a hold, I believe, on 63. Trevor Timmons, the right guard.
9: It's a transfer from holding. Offense, number 63, 10-yard penalty, third down.
1: You were spot on, Harper. Timmons, 6'3", 290, sophomore from Brunswick, Georgia, transferred to Georgia State after starting his college football career at Charlotte. The Panthers, by the way, will be at Charlotte next Saturday.
2: For a second, I'm thinking, well, because of the results, do you do you decline the penalty? But now you take him technically out of field goal range. Umpire's holding everything up right now. The clock will start as soon as it's put in play, and it is right now. 1.03 to go. Marcus
1: Carroll lines up just to the right of Darren Granger. Cradle, Williams and Bird wideouts here to the near side. Stick one wideout to the left, and here's Granger. Darren now going to tuck and run. Got a lot of room. 30, 25, 20, 15 to the 10. And he's dragged down from behind inside the 10. Granger runs for the first down. I'm guessing that ball will be
2: spotted around the 5 or 6-yard line. What a run by the Georgia State quarterback. It'll Boy. be back at the 7. No kidding. He just read the defense perfectly and waited till just the right time. Chris Bird comes off. I think he was poked in the eye. Amon Green is going to take his plays at tight end. Chris Bird over on the sideline now, not seriously hurt. He had to take his helmet off. You can't do that on the field or else you have to be pulled.
1: Inside of a minute to play. And they're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll. Plows inside the five, down to the three. In on the tackle there, Price Yates. The redshirt sophomore from San Antonio also saw Stan Cross. The backup safety. On the tackle as well. Georgia State knocking on the door. They put it at the two-yard line. Marcus Carroll, another handoff. He will bust into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown. A two-yard touchdown run by Marcus Carroll. His first tonight, his fourth touchdown of the season. And the Panthers, late
2: here in the second quarter, go up 20 to nothing. Boy, there was nothing easy about anything on that drive, including Darren Granger's two dramatic plays that he made. Even after the penalty, he was able to capitalize on that. Marcus Carroll's just been getting drilled every time he touches the ball. But demoralizing to UConn because they can't bring him down, and now there are three touchdowns out of the lead. Liam Rickman on for the PAT.
1: Loggins the holder. The kick is up, and it is good. 21-0. Georgia State leading the UConn Huskies here in Atlanta with 23 seconds remaining. Drive stats.
2: Nine plays. Nine plays, sixty-three yards. Harper at two fifty-four. All three of the touchdown drives that the Panthers have had here tonight have been under three minutes. Two of them have been under two minutes right now. So quick strikes there by Georgia State. Derek Granger doing a great job of leading the way. Eight rushing attempts, one hundred and twenty-one yards. He has one touchdown. Marcus Carroll has ten carries for a total of twenty yards. And he has a touchdown as well with the one he just scored there a few seconds ago. As Dave said, 23 seconds left here in the first half. Georgia State, Dave, who would have thought? 21-nothing going into the last couple of moments here in the first half. So the Panthers, Brayton
1: McAllister setting the football up on the tee at the 35 at the far hash. As we're getting ready to play the final 23 seconds here in the second quarter, back deep for the Huskies is Brian Bruton, and it is a booming kick. It'll come right down to Bruton, just inside the goal line. He's going to bring it out across oh, the five. He absolutely got pancake crunched. And I'm trying to get the number of the Panther that brought him down. That was a big kick, Evan Graham. Hit. That was Evan Graham. Wow. A redshirt sophomore from St. Petersburg, Florida, making his name and presence known on special teams. Here's what I
2: like about Evan Graham. He had two guys trying to block him. He goes through both of them and then ends up hitting Bruton at about the 9-yard. Well, no, they'll give it to him at the 14. I'm sorry. I was off by a stripe. But uh, 13. Well, 19 seconds left to go, and it looks like the UConn Huskies are going to take a knee. Well, that's exactly what they're going to do, and they're
1: going to take a 21-0 deficit into the locker room for head coach Jim Mora Jr. On his triumphant return to Atlanta, Georgia, with his Yukon Huskies, the
2: Panthers under Sean Elliott are going to take a three-touchdown lead into the locker room. And a standing ovation as the Panthers leave the field here at the end of the first half. Tough football game, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of hitting going on, and the Yukon Panthers, they, they excuse me, the Yukon Huskies, and the Panthers have been knocking each other silly right now. Very physical football game.
1: All right, we've reached halftime here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. What a first half it has been for Georgia State. Coming up during our Panther halftime show, we'll run down all of our first half statistics. Harper will run down the Sunbelt Conference College Football School Board. Already had one upset in favor of the Sunbelt Conference today, and we'll hear... The audio from our first half highlights. But when we come back on the other side of this timeout, we're going to start our Panther halftime show talking about not football, but Georgia State basketball. Had a chance to spend a few minutes with head football coach, uh, head basketball coach Jonas Hayes, and we will talk to him on the other side of this timeout. Panthers 21, Huskies nothing. Halftime show next after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State football radio network. <laughs> Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The alumni office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million.
4: Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program.
1: Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413. Two
3: one nine zero. Blue Kia incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year 100,000-mile warranty. Now that peace of mind. Right now at Lusob Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusob Kia Incoming online at LusobKia.com
0: This is Georgia State Football.